All right, Howie. Mason. Podcast number two. Podcast numero dos. Do you have a good story that happened, something that happened to you this week that you can tell us? Um, I have like a kind of funny one, a little bizarre. Uh, <laughs> so yesterday, uh, my sweet mates, because uh, we live in like a sweet style dorms and stuff, uh, they are like, they're walking home and stuff. And I hear them yelling. Like, they're talking to each other, and this one roommate, uh, let's call him Bob. Bob is super pissed. And, um, Bob, uh, it sounded like Bob had just had a conversation with this girl. Right. Who insulted him. Oh. Uh, Bob and his roommate, uh, let's call him Jim. 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 Um, they're, they're wrestlers. And, uh. (laughs) Okay. And Bob is actually pretty ripped. I would consider them athletes. Yeah, they're pretty um, strong. Yeah. And apparently this girl uh, said they weren't athletes. Oh. (laughs) And he was, ooh, he was mad. Uh, He was on like a rant for like an hour. I think I remember hearing something about that. Did you hear him in the hallway? Yeah. Howie and I lived down the hall from each other, and uh, was it Bob and Jim are right in between us, pretty much? And I think we were both able to hear it. It was it was it was pretty intense. It was intense. (laughs) I would say I I uh, I did that silent laugh when you don't want to hear people laughing because the walls are pretty thin. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yeah, he was spouting off some nonsense about this girl. It was just. Too funny. I, I had a good chuckle. Uh, yeah, so that's my story. That's your story. All right. That's the that's the on-campus news for the week. How about we get into the film world news now? Okay. Three, two, one. Yeah. Yam! All right. That's our new intro. This is our yam news section. And for we have two stories today. Um, both of them brought to you by IMDb, I believe. Actually, wait, one of them is. The other one is. Anyways, okay. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever heard of? Well, let's back up. Howie, are you a, are you a board game player? Would you consider yourself a board game enthusiast? Uh, not enthusiast, but I will definitely play some Monopoly. Okay, you can get down some Monopoly. Um, okay, so have you ever heard of the game Settlers of Catan or Catan? I, I've, I've heard of it. You ever played Never it? Played it. Okay, so I've played it a bunch. It's a lot of fun. It's a super nerdy game, but it's a lot of fun. All right. Well. They're going to be... So so basically, for anybody who doesn't know, it's kind of like you're on this island and you're supposed to be, like, gathering resources and then building around you and expanding and stuff. It's kind of like if you could do, like, Monopoly meets Risk. Oh, okay. Okay? Uh, See, I've never... I I don't know Squad about... I know the name. Yeah. If for for Parks and Rec fanatics, you'll recognize in uh, the episode of Ben Wyatt's bachelor party they just play it all night and drink beer at least that's how the night starts but anyways so um (laughs) so settlers of Catan, they are going to be making a movie about this board game is it going to be like battleship like it's going to be like yeah like when they made the battleship movie Mm -hmm. of like the the navy officers fighting aquatic aliens aliens. yeah aquatic aliens so like i don't know or at least like you know water-based ships um, so I don't know, like, if, I don't think it's gonna be anything Wait, like... Wait, pause. Can we talk about how easily Battleship could have been made? They could have made it two separate countries. Like, they could have been, like, yeah, US like it and Russia. Yeah, it did not have to be like. aliens at all. It could have been in the Cold War. Uh-huh. Like, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, what the game was based off of, you mean? I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what the game is <laughs> I don't know the history of that, but, but still. But, right, but still, like, I don't understand basing movies off of board games like this, like... 
Like, especially with something like this, like, what are they going to, what's the movie going to be? Uh, it's a Desert Island <clears throat> movie. That's, that's, they, I guess, they did but, it just for the name, I guess. I guess. I just, I don't know. I, I guess we'll, we'll hear I'm not, more about that. I'm not with the wave. You're just, not with the wave. I, I just see it happening. Man. All right. I, it sounds real dumb. It sounds. Is there like a name attached to it at all? Right now, it's just Settlers of Catan movie adaptation. Uh, what? What? Uh, like Sony. Sony. Ooh. Yeah. Of course, so- it's Sony. <laughs> Did they make uh, all the other Hasbro movies? I, I don't know. Is Settlers of Catan Hasbro? No, I think it's some. I think it's some like Dutch company or something. Okay. It's it's okay. out there. <clears throat> okay, so our other story is it's about um, our man John Carpenter. Classic mm-hmm. 80s horror and sci-fi director. Love John Carpenter. The Thing. The Halloween. Uh, what was it? Escape from New York? Escape yes. from LA? Those movies? Yep. Classic stuff. So he what, loves... What's his name? What's the... Uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. He does. He He's in like most of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, uh, you know, good old John Carpenter's up to these days? Living? Yeah. Do you think he's, he's up probably to... retired? I, I hope he hasn't he's been retired. making as many movies. We haven't seen heard his name thrown around for a long time. Well, let's be honest. Like, I hope he's not making another one because George Romero tried making another one and he died. <laughs> that's, so that's true. All right. So, John Carpenter. What if I told you he was going to make another movie? Every, I'm gonna be honest. Every time you say John Carpenter, I think of John Wick. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, I hope he makes a John Wick three. Oh, I think they are making a John Wick 2, yeah, but I don't are. think John Carpenter's. They set it up and then... So, have you seen John Wick 2? I haven't seen either of them. They look good. Oh, they're so good. So John Carpenter is not going to be making another movie. At least not as of right now. How old is he? Like 90? He's... I don't know how old he is, but... He's old. With all of his free time, what do you think he's doing? Um, Making toothpick statues. Toothpick statues. No. <laughs> so what he told, I think it was The Guardian or some news source or something mm-hmm. somebody talked to him and he, so the the reporter says the conversation goes like this hi john what have you been up to and john replies i've been playing the video game destiny 2 it's a sci-fi game it's fun and the reporter says i've heard of that game isn't it really hard and involves shooting aliens he's like oh it's hard that's why i've dedicated my life to learning how to play it <laughs> at my age why not it keeps me out of trouble <laughs> so he has on the record said he's dedicating his life to playing Destiny 2. Well, hey, that's some good publicity for hey, Destiny 2. Hey, I mean, like, it's so low-key, though. Like, nobody, I mean, like... <laughs> I have not played Destiny 1 nor 2. Um, 1 is good. I haven't played 2 yet. Okay. I heard before. 2 is better than 1, though. I heard that as well. Uh, wasn't that the game with Peter Dinklage? Yeah, as the, he was like a little... An AI um, or something? He was an AI that followed you around. And then they, in the it. DLC, they, uh, they did another voice actor. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, I just, was, was I just heard that because I'm a big fan of Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. All right, Howie. You ready to get into the movie for this week? Uh, yes. I think it involves a, uh, a little animal. It does. Some uh, pretty amazing animal. A wonderful animal? And its family? A fantastic animal. Ooh. Specifically, Fox? Fantastic Mr. Fox. 2009 release. Hour 27 minute runtime. Rated PG. Uh, directed by Wes Anderson. Actors Woo! include George Clooney, Meryl Streep, Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray, uh, William Defoe, Owen Wilson, <laughs> Wes Anderson himself, and some other people. That was that was it. But that's a killer cast. I just want to be honest. I love William Defoe. William Defoe is amazing. I've I loved mean, him since Spider-Man 1. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be honest. 
I'm a millennial. That's like when I was first introduced to him, mm-hmm. and his voice is just crazy. It's a great voice actor. Yeah, it, we we just got some skateboarders going by in the background. Howie just flipped out. It's okay, Howie. Okay, so Fantastic Mr. Fox is one of Wes Anderson's films. If you have not, if you're not familiar with Wes Anderson, get on board because he is so great. He's such an original style of comedy. I would say he's a genius. He is a genius in filmmaking. Absolutely. Yeah. He he's so like, uh, people, I I heard people call him quirky, and I think mm-hmm. that's a good word because he's so unique. And so unique. Grand Budapest Hotel, one of my f- all-time favorite movies. Grand Budapest, Rushmore, Rushmore Royal Tenenbaums, uh, Darjeeling Limited. You know, it, the list is so good. And he's coming out with more stuff. Uh, we'll get to that after we watch the movie. Um, so Fantastic Mr. Fox was a little different than most of Wes Anderson's stuff. Uh, first of all, it was based off of a ch- children's book. Roll Doll. Roll Doll, the man. Um... And it's also his, uh, uh, sorry, Wes Anderson's first animated film. And it's like stop motion animation, but it it's looks, not claymation. It's very stop motion y. Well, I mean, it is. It's, it's, so the way that they do it is I think it's, it's, uh, like figuratures, but they're using like real fur over the figuratures and, or figurines or whatever they're called. And like that, it just gives this aesthetic to it that's like really natural, but kind of surreal at the same time. Yeah, kind of like, uh, it's hard to describe, but like, it looks very homemade. Kind it of does. Thing. It's it's just it got a very warm feel to it. Rustic is the good word. All right, so we are about. We both seen this movie before, but it's mm-hmm. been a while for both. It's of us. actually my dad's favorite movie. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. I remember I saw this in theaters when it came out, um, and I was ten, and I was like all on board. And my mom was like, "Yeah, that was pretty weird." My uh. We didn't see it in theaters, but my dad, like, rented it through, like, uh, Comcast or something, mm-hmm. which sucks, by the way. <laughs> um, and then he, we, like, watched it together in his room, and we both loved it. Like, my dad, like, I've seen him multiple times just in his room watching this movie. So good. Yeah. All right, so I'm looking forward to watching it. All right. All right, so we'll be right back. <laughs> okay, so, Howie, we just finished watching the movie. Mason. We just finished watching the movie. We did. So uh, I realized we forgot to do a summary in the first half, which we'll try to be better about doing in the future. But for right now, I'm going to read the summary. Actually, do you want to read it? Okay. Go ahead. I don't know how to read, so I'm just going off memory. Right. So Urban Fox... Urbane? I don't even know. Unbane? Just say Urban. Urban, Just say Fox. A fox cannot resist returning to his farm-raiding ways and then must help his community survive the farmer's retaliation. Ooh. So, basically, the premise uh, of the story is, uh, so, Fox, Foxy... Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox. He's the main character, played by George Clooney. Excellent casting, by the way. Um, Absolutely. So, and the movie starts out uh, 12 years before, like, the timeline, and they're, uh, him and his wife, Fel- Felicity... Yeah, they call her Mrs. Fox for the most part. Mrs. Fox, whatever. Uh, they are like raiders, kind of like they steal. They're foxes, basically. They, yeah, they, they raid farms. Like bandits. Yeah. They take chickens and other birds of prey, or not birds of prey, or poultry or whatever, just yeah. just for food to eat to survive. Yes. And then they go and back then, to uh, Like they get caught in a trap, mm-hmm. and then she tells him that she's pregnant. Yep. And that she wants to stop. He, she wants him to stop his like. Lifestyle, waves yeah. kind of thing. A more like 
you know, safe job kind of thing. And so they do. Uh, 12 years later, or two years in actual time. I don't remember the it was. I think it was two years later, but it said 12 Fox years later. Yeah. Uh, so he's a reporter. Uh, his son is like 12. His son's name is Ash. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like chilling. And he's kind of like bored with life. Because he's a like a newspaper reporter. He's a columnist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so uh, there are these three big farmers. Uh, Bogus Bunsen Bean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of them's fat. Fat. One of them's short, short and one of them's lean. lean. Yeah. And so they decide to uh, steal from them. Yeah. So um, from the movie, we, we want to start off with like a like a quote for each, each, each movie we do. So I think for this one... We're gonna do. Um, they they come up on one of the farmers, like uh, f- farms, I guess, and they're about to steal some chickens. And then there's this fence that they weren't planning on being there. And then they see like an elect like a like uh, a lightning bolt like a lightning bolt on the fence. And then they say, "What does that mean?" He's like, "I think it might mean this fence might be electric." And then and then the possum says, "Well, I just hope it doesn't mean thunder because I have a phobia of that." <laughs> Classic. So yeah. with that, let's get into the style of comedy from this movie. What do you think about it? I loved it. It's very... It's great. It's so, like... So in the movie, it's a PG movie, so they like they don't use cuss words. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's, like, kind of geared towards both kids and adults. And then, so, like, uh, say, like uh, there's a conversation with uh, Bill Murray's character, which who is, is the, a skunk. Who is a badger and badger. slash oh. lawyer. Badger slash lawyer. That he looks like a skunk, um, but and then instead of saying curse words, they say cuss. They say the word cuss, so like you'd yes. say, "Why the cuss didn't I listen to my mm-hmm. lawyer?" Or cuss you, yeah, son uh, of a cuss, that sort of. And thing. And it's so like, it's so funny because they, none of them break character. Well, I guess they wouldn't in the final. Yeah, I guess, but like, the, it's but, just so unique. Like, the, no movie. I can't. I can't think of a single other movie that does something like that. No, it's literally the the word I think about this movie is unique because yeah. like even the movements like there's like a bunch of montages where they're just mm-hmm. digging and dancing and yep. it's just so like bizarre but it's so like it's so funny so captivating yeah and there's this character named Kylie uh huh he's, he's the, the possum he's the opossum or is it opossum yeah. it's either one I don't know um and he's just so like. He's the dumb one. He's just there, the lovable, like... Comic relief I'm, character. I'm here because I'm here kind of thing. And he's, like, he spouts one-liners, like, they're just nothing. Like, he's so, so funny. funny. It's great. Okay, so that's one thing that I, I, I have a list of notes here. Um, so, like, what do you think the intended audience is for this movie? Because, like... I think it's geared towards everybody, to be honest. I, yeah, but, like... So if I was like a, so it looks like a kid's movie from like the trailers. If you watch those, you're like, oh, it looks like a kid's movie, you know, kind of has some adult humor in it for, for the, so the parents don't get uh, bored or anything. But like you watch it and I feel like if I was a parent with a child that's like younger than like eight or something, I would like, you know, I would feel weird about it. Cause like they do, they say cuss a lot. I mean, they never actually say any bad words, but they like the context of it is it's kind of, you know gritty and kind of you know yeah it's very like, like that, gritty and um i would say it's probably marketed it's definitely marketed towards kids because i remember seeing commercials yeah and like, i want to go see that but um, especially since it's off the roll doll book which is like i've read in like fourth grade or something uh, or third i haven't grade. read the book yeah um 
Yeah, but I, I guess it has that like Shrek syndrome where like it has a lot of adult jokes, so the parents don't get bored and everything. Yeah. But I, I would honestly think like it's a good time. Like you don't across need, the board. Like you don't even need to get the adult jokes because like uh, when I was a little kid, like watching like PG thirteen movies and stuff like that, comedies like if they said a cuss word, I'd be like, ugh. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is a good substitute, kind of. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's good. All right, so uh, another thing I noticed right off the bat, like even from just like the first shot, mm-hmm. the coloration in this movie and like the contrast between you know, so like during the day everything's very orange when they're outside and stuff, yes. and then at night it's very blue, and it's just the colors in this movie are just beautiful. And also, there's one more thing: whenever a human would come into the frame frequently they would like change the lighting so there's one scene where they're like in a basement and it's like really orange and then it's just like the foxes and this rat that are talking and then a human comes down and it like changes the whole mood like they have to stop everything so the human walks downstairs and turns on a fluorescent light changes the feel of the entire scene at that point yeah it's gone from something very natural with all the animals to just this very human very square feeling bright you know, fluorescent feel, and it just changed the entire movie in, in an instant. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And especially because there are, like, scenes where uh, they depicted, like, the outdoors, like, early on and stuff like that mm-hmm. with just the animals. But then um, later on in the movie, you see, like, the humans outside, and it's very, like, overcasty. Yeah. It's, it's, like, very grayish, like, boring kind of tone and which the human characters uh especially bean yeah he's kind of like the big bad of the movie they're just so funny like they're they are so just one-dimensional uh-huh. it's hilarious and especially because like in the movie like even the animals are like three-dimensional kind of thing like for for example like fox he's very like Kind of like, I want to get my old glory. He's bored with life kind right. of thing. And he's like, it's kind of like main, one of the main things I think of is like nature versus nurture kind of yes. thing. It's like who you are and who you want to be kind of thing. And in the movie, they they frequently reference like, I'm a wild animal and you're wild animals mm-hmm. kind of thing. And they embrace who they are. And I think that's like a very like, the message of the movie is to like, be you and don't like don't try to be who others want you to be right you know be who you want to be kind of thing and um yeah i mean and especially because the humans are just so like i'm gonna kill you fox kind of thing and like fox is like he's literally the suavest dude i know yeah he is yeah and nothing from the movie like message wise is like you make the most out of everything you have because like they're seeing in this movie like you know not necessarily like life is fleeting but like everything can change in an instant so like at the very end of the movie they're standing in this supermarket and then they grab a bunch of different stuff and he's fox is like yes this turkey's artificial and yes this is blah and like and yeah sure this apple's fake but at least it has stars on it and like he's just seeing the best in everything he can and he's just like looking around the room and it's just so uplifting and it's just a really um not like a happy ending in like the sense of you know oh, everybody lived happily ever ever after but like it's such like a, such a positive outlook mm-hmm. on life by uplifting. the end of the movie uplifting yeah because like 
let's be honest, they're, okay, this is kind of a spoiler, but at the end of the movie, they live in a sewer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so very like, oh, we're in a sewer, but they make the most out of it. They do. Like, they make an entire town with, like, different animals, badgers, rabbits, and everything. It's, the, the, I was thinking the message of the movie is, like, you know, kind of, like, embrace your own situation kind of thing. Embrace yeah. who you are, embrace your surroundings, and make the most out of life. Because in, like, uh, for in, early on in the movie, Fox says, I'm seven, human, like, real years old. My dad died at seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I want to make the most out of my life. And he's like, and I think that's what the movie's telling us. Because, like, there are moments when multiple characters almost die. Yep. And it's just like, oh, well, that tells them to appreciate their life life that much. So. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, with, with, like, him wanting to, you know, kind of outlive his... I mean, not outlive his father, but, you know, when he says, like, you know, I, I want to make the most out of the time I have left, it, like, kind of shows by the end of the movie when he kind of does have this change of uh, focus or change of mentality that he's, he's a dynamic character and he's become something more than he was at the beginning of the movie. So, um... There's this there's this part at like the very end, pretty much after they've kind of escaped all the uh, it's just after the climax. It's the falling action. They're escaping from all the bad guys with the guns and everything, um, and they're driving, and they come across this wolf across this field. And Fox had mentioned earlier in the movie that he, he had a phobia that he's afraid of wolves. Phobia of wolves, yeah. And the, like him and the wolf kind of just like stare. At, like he tries talking to the wolf. In, like, two different languages or something. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like, so they're they're driving and, like, everything stops. The music stops and then, like, the entire scenery changes. Like, when you look at the wolf, like, so, oh, sorry, Fox and, like, all the people in this car that they're driving, this uh, moped or whatever they're no, driving. They're mo- motorcycle the motorcycle side sidecar. They, they, they put four stop. people in that. <laughs> exactly. They all stop and, like, they're driving on this, like, country road. And then they take a look off to the side and it's literally, like, Arctic tundra. Yeah. And there's this, it's white with white mountains in the background, snow everywhere. And then it's just this black fox, I'm sorry, black wolf. wolf on top of a rock in the distance and you can't see the wolf's face distinctly or anything it's just kind of like you can tell from the shape you know that's a wolf and so then fox looks across the way at him and he tries talking to him first in english then in like french or something latin, latin. and then and then he's like i can't i you can't communicate with him and then he like raises his fist up in the air and the, it's the like, wolf does the wolf it too does, it's like a mutual sign of like respect kind of thing yeah and then like the wolf starts walking away Mm-hmm. And that's all you get. What What do you think that symbolizes? Uh, to be honest, at like first viewing, I was like, "Oh, that's just a gag." Yeah, you know, that's just a funny thing. But it's got to be so much more. Uh, put, there was like a minute and a half of just that wolf. Yeah, I think the wolf kind of like symbolizes nature, like because like the wolf literally was just in the tundra. Like it was like clash yeah. of two biomes. Yeah, Kinda, um, literally with like a border, like edge line where like the snow stopped and then the the grass field started. Yeah, it's like mid like savanna, like kind of like grassland, mm-hmm. tempered grassland, and then like icy mountains yeah. kind of thing. And I think like that kind of symbolizes like personally how I I view it is the wolf is like their like nature side kind of like oh he's literally a wild animal he doesn't speak at all and he just like just looks at him kind of thing. And I think Fox is like, 
kind of like he's in between a human and an animal mm-hmm. kind of thing because he's literally the most human character right in the like actual like movie besides maybe his son yeah because well they're like that his whole like clan i would say is very human like they're all they're wearing also... human clothes like suits and stuff yeah. and like they have credit cards throughout mm-hmm. the movie and um, like yeah yeah and then <laughs> But yeah, like, cause the wolf, he's like naked, like naked besides fur and everything, uh-huh. and he's alone, which technically wolves shouldn't be alone, but they're pack animals. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I guess you could say he's the lone wolf. I mean, that might be but part of the symbolism. But lone wolves aren't like things. Yeah, but like that separation, I didn't even think about that, how like they're all wearing clothes and they're civilized, if you will, and he's just uh, like a wolf as you would see him in nature. Yeah, kind of thing. And, like, they're still, like, they still respect each other as animals and everything. Because, mm-hmm. like, throughout the movie, you know Fox is an animal because he, he kills chickens and everything. And when they're eating, like, they they go ham when they're eating. Yeah. Like, they they don't... literally go wild animal when it's yeah. totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, kind of, yeah, that's how I think of it. Okay. I kind of see it as, like, so when he points out the fact that he has a phobia of wolves... And then at the end of it, he kind of stops and embraces it and says, hey, you know, you're just an animal. I'm just an animal. We're the same thing here. And he tries to encourage him on. Um, I think he it's symbolic of him facing his fears. And it was said earlier in the movie that, like, Fox is the one that gets them in the situation, the bad situation with all the hunters and stuff. Yeah, he kind of screws the pooch on that one. Yeah. And so um, when he creates the situation his wife pulls him over into another room and she's like you know why are you doing this he's like because i'm a wild animal and like he basically says like i'm afraid of just like you know just settling down and just being like what everybody would think of as normal but like i think when he shows at the at the end of the movie that he's facing his fears against the wolf i think it's also symbolic for the fears he's facing of living a quote normal life and trying to be just like a family man or Mm -hmm. like you know trying to just be there for his family instead of doing his own thing it's something that's scary to him or something that he's not necessarily comfortable with but like when he's facing the wolf he has to face that head on and just embrace it i think i think that's a good analysis of that (laughs) yeah all right so uh going back a little bit um wes anderson just some of the the comedy style we'll wrap up with the comedy style here he, like, he created an entire sport for this movie oh, called, yeah, he really called Whackbat. And, like, there's this scene where they describe how Whackbat is played, and it's, like, a minute and a half. The character that describes it's Owen Wilson's voice, so it's already gold. And then he, like, describes it, and you're like, what? And then, like, like, they have this diagram with... How I describe Whackbat is, like, a uh, cartoon version of Cricket. Oh, my gosh. Kind of, so because great. there's yeah. both, like... Like elements of cricket and like a little bit of baseball, yeah. And it's just bizarre. And they actually play it out like on like uh, in the movie, and it's just like that. Probably took weeks, maybe a month to oh, film. I can't, I can't even. There's imagine. so many moving parts it's in crazy. that film, and this, as we said earlier, stop motion. Yeah, and it's yeah, and especially because Owen uh, Owen Wilson mm-hmm. is like talking about it and everything, and he's a polar bear. Like, where did he come from? Yeah, it's totally out he, of nowhere. He's literally the only animal that's out of place in this, like, community kind of thing. Because yeah. they're all, like, woodland animals kind of thing. Right, like, that's foxes, true. Foxes, badgers, beavers. Field mouse. Yeah. Bunnies. Maybe, maybe Owen Wilson's character is teaming up with the wolf. 
He's that that'll be the second Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's just Owen Wilson and the Wolf. The wonderful Mr. Wolf. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, so we uh last kind of thing here. Um the stop motion style. It's we, oh, we kind of said the fur. And oh, one more thing with the with the people, they have like they're rubber. So like we were saying like the the animals have like actual fur or mm-hmm. something that they're using for it. The people in the movie, the humans are like straight up rubber and it just makes them look so weird, but it's so it completely finishes the aesthetic oh, by of the, way, the human versus uh, animal thing. Bean, the, the like the main human, he's played by Dumbledore. The, and, yeah, the main voice is Dumbledore. And he gets so angry and it's just like so hilarious because his voice is like so commanding and like He's so British. Yeah. He's so grumpy. tragically British. (laughs) Yeah. And also, uh, speaking about, like, the kind of, like, animation. So, uh, at first, when Fox is told that, like, his wife is pregnant, he says, you look look glowing. Mm -hmm. And then there's literally a plastic figure of her... And with a light inside of it, yeah. actually glowing. And the I, angle of the camera changes, and then it literally <laughs> changes her character from a like a uh, fur figurine or something to like something that you'd see like light up outside of somebody's house, yeah. like in the Christmas time or something. Yeah. So I loved the style of animation with it, just how it brought up everything and just like the aesthetic it gave, and it was just wonderful. And so I, for a long time, wanted. Uh, somebody to do it again this way because it's never really something I had seen before. Maybe a little bit here or there, but it wasn't. It was so unique with Wes Anderson's style of filming. And so, um, about a month ago, I'd say a trailer for Wes Anderson's next film called Isle of Dogs was released, and it's the same style of animation. Yeah, it's the trailer is amazing. It looks so funny. So I'm going to give you the brief synopsis from IMDb here. It says, Set in Japan, Isle of Dogs follows a boy's odyssey in search for his dog. Such a simple storyline, but it looks like it's got some crazy plot Oh, it looks so quirky. It's so weird. So, uh, Mason and I watched the trailer, like, what, a month? Yeah, probably a month ago. Yeah. Um, And so the boy, the main character boy, he speaks Japanese. Yeah. And he's on this island of dogs, and they all speak English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in the there's a moment in the trailer that that uh, he the boy t- like talks to the dogs, and the dog turns around. And he's like, "Boy, we wish some somebody spoke his language." <laughs> Nobody understands what this boy's trying to say. It looks so great. So that's gonna come out March twenty third, two thousand eighteen. That's the expected release date as of right now. I don't know if that's gonna hundred percent confirmed yet, but uh, keep on the lookout for that. Um, otherwise, uh, I think that's it. Any points you want to make other than that, Howie? Uh, do we want to look, is there any interesting trivia on IMDb? Oh, uh, mm, no, not as of right now. Okay. No, I think we're good. So I think this is, a uh, end of week one. Here, can you just say no? Like, we'll, we'll cut this part out and yeah. say like, no, I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. I'm good. No, I, I think we're good to end it off. All right. Sweet. All right. Well, we'll dub dub. A little Rick and Morty quote for you there at the end. Mm-hmm. All right. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>